0: JD Pines Radio. Hey. turn it Hold up. We're chilling in the PDX. Roll hey. up the blunt. Who we having on next? Who we have on Chris on. with the comedy, Charlie with the facts. Ha. We spitting game, feeling like some Max. Hey. Everything and nothing, everything and nothing, everything and then O T H I N G. Hey. Everything hey. and nothing, everything. Hey. Hey. everything, hey. And nothing, everything hey. Let's take
1: a Welcome to another fine episode of everything and nothing I'm your host Chris, this is my co-host Charlie I am indeed Charlie <laughs> We have not yet replaced him with a robot uh, <laughs> our, our guest today is Eric L. Island He is a uh, comedian here in the Portland area uh, he's also, as it turns out, everything a deeply and philosophical pervert. And um, and- <laughs> Uh, nah, this is, this is classic everything and nothing, guys. Stay tuned after this.
0: Everything and nothing. I'm hard. shit. I've got something to say. So I made a sticker today and it matters quite a lot to me cause it's for my band. Hi,
1: you may know me. My name's Zandig,
0: singer for the Mits. And when I need high quality stickers for cheap and quick, I go to StickerNinja.com. From classic bumper stickers to sticker business cards, they got what you need to promote your band or business. These full color, waterproof, UV-resistant stickers are tough enough to last through the band's breakup to the reunion tour with free domestic shipping and right now you can use the code SPR10 and get 10% off your order. Go to StickerNinja.com and support your locals, TODAY!
1: Thursdays at 11pm to midnight, Bridge City Passages with DJ SAG. This is a love letter to the city. Thursday nights at 11 pm. One full hour of local music, artists and bands from Portland, in the Pacific Northwest, playing curated sounds from local musicians, and underappreciated Portland talent. The greatest town in the country. Rip City. Thursdays at 11 pm to midnight, with DJ SAG, Bridge City Passages, on Shady Pines. Bridge City
0: Passages
1: ladies and gentlemen our special guest today is eric island
0: what's going on people how y'all <laughs> doing oh out there in the land of uh social media yeah. somewhere on the internet's
1: on the timmy <laughs>
2: <laughs> floating around the hyperspace
0: that part that part thanks for having me guys thanks, yeah, for, having thanks me. for being
1: here oh yeah uh eric here is a stand-up comic here in the portland area uh you are also in the area please look him up on the socials you'll hear more about that at the end of the show um honestly though the the main reason i know who you are is
0: because you recently beat me in a comedy competition (laughs) (laughs) it was rigged man i'm a hack did a few things on the side you know what i'm saying brought some donuts you know you got to get it how you live baby
1: so. Hey, it's it's all about who you know. I've heard it. I've heard it. I'm just not doing it right. I get it.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that someday. was a great time, though, man. And, and it was my first competition ever uh, of that caliber. And um, just, you know, if they're having some fun with it, man, I, I enjoy a lot of stuff that you do um, as well. And I think we're all just kind of getting out here and just trying to put smiles on people's faces and uh it's always subjective you know what i'm saying we have judges and things of that nature so um, i don't know i mean i was happy that i that i advanced but you know i don't think it proved anything it's just we had some fun at night you know
1: oh hell yeah i tried to get one of those judges late and it still didn't do me any good so i'm fucking. Thinking... <laughs> uh. Now, Eric, did you start doing comedy here recently or is this something you were doing elsewhere and came here doing? No, actually, man, my journey
0: is kind of, I've kind of backed myself into uh, comedy. I started um, about 10 years ago acting. Um, I've done a lot of plays and different things around town. And uh, I found myself in a position where I was doing a lot of auditions and um, basically to play other characters and I wasn't really able to be myself. And I've always been kind of a clown growing up, you know, friends think I'm funny or this or that. So uh, I didn't take it much serious, Um, but I was doing a show one time and I had to play like five different characters. And one of the ladies came up to me afterwards like, you did like five different voices in 10 minutes, you know, you should maybe try comedy. And uh, (laughs) I kind of loosely heard that, but then Rissa Riz came around and she had an event going on. And I said, let me get up here for the first time and just give it a try, see what type of feedback I get. And I've been rocking with it ever since. So comedy probably about the last two and a half, three years, uh, pandemic included. Um, And I've never been shy about getting on stage and performing in front of people. It's just getting them to laugh with you and trying to take them there is a different beast. It's kind of scary in that aspect. Uh, you know, you'll laugh your ass off at home, thinking, oh, yeah, that's funny, and get up there, it's like <laughs> crickets, you know, like, oh, okay. That didn't quite go as well as I thought it would, you know. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of gives me an opportunity to uh, control my narrative a little bit more and just kind of give people a little bit more of myself rather than, you know, playing a character or somebody else. So that's kind of how I got into it. Ooh.
1: See, I like how your process was very like philosophical in nature, and I was just like, man, my dad hurt me real bad in my heart one morning, and my boss told me I should get on stage about it, and I did, and I haven't stopped. And then it's like,
0: hey, it's cheaper than therapy, man. I mean, i also in therapy, so I just work out our shit, different. you know what I'm saying, and make it happen. I tell people all the time when I go, look, this is for me. It ain't so much for you. I mean, if you laugh, great. But you know, I'm trying <laughs> to work some shit out right now. So
2: yeah, Chris, if only like doing comedy would pay for your therapy, and that would be kind of like a symbiotic
1: well, relationship. That's it's the goal, OK? <laughs> That's why I used to run shows. I made more money that way. Facts. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think you were around when I had feckin' going. Because uh, I'm sure you would have hopped on to a comedy show that had axe throwing. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I got worse throwing at me as a black man in America. So, yeah, I mean, axes, that sounds par for the course.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least it's not on fire. <laughs> uh, so did you grow up here in the, in the Portland area?
0: Yeah, I actually uh, moved up here when I was like 7 um, originally from Arkansas and uh moved up here when i was seven my folks split up divorced that type of thing and uh ended up going to school here uh graduated high school benston and then i went off to the military and i was uh, away in the military for a while Uh, moved back up here in 2010 i've been here ever since right on Yeah. You see all this gray in my in my hair, man. I mean, people don't really remember anything past 9/11, but I was in 1993 with the uh Desert Storm and all that good stuff when Bill Clinton was in office. So, uh, I'm dating myself, but yeah.
1: Oh man, I love that when people try to tell me there was ever a good president. I'm like, no, (laughs) No. they've they've all just been terrible war criminal pieces of shit. There's literally
0: every president since the first one. Every one of them. I mean, people get mad at me for talking about Obama, but the reality of it is is they all come from that same kind of lineage where it's like once you get to a certain level, you have to play to the pansies because it's like the hired gun at that point, even though people think we vote for something that's idealistic. I was happy to see him get there. Oh so that just made it could be some more tyrants that look like me. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they all kind of drink from the same cup type of thing.
2: I remember yeah. after Trump got elected, like this guy at work, total idiot. I hated him. But he's like, well, at least, you know, military spending will go up, you know, we'll stop, stop, you know, this frivolous spending. And I like showed him a chart and like it's never gone down ever, literally ever. ever. We still have the <laughs> biggest is the biggest employer in the world it's the biggest like we have so much money in the military what are you talking about look at this look at all the drone money where did you think the drones were coming from those were free
0: yeah <laughs> no i mean i worked in a uh, base where we made uh fuel cells for f-18 fighter crafts and i know each one of those were like a million and a half right. uh jets um one of those fuel cells i know the largest one i had uh we sold for like three hundred thousand. i had to make you know 12, 14 of those a month uh, just for, you know, the the fighter craft. So, you know, you pick all these fights with people around the world. You got to keep your arsenal ready because people are going to pick fights back with you. So you got to have the biggest gun. And so America is still on that path. That's not going to end.
1: Nope. (sighs) What's dumb is that that needs to get broken before we can break fucking the way the college student loan system is functioning right now because college won't ever be affordable until we lose that it's, it is the U S military's main way of getting people to go into the military is that free college tuition. It's true. And like fucking it's all wrapped up in the same shit. I hate it all.
0: (laughs) Bro, I still took out partial uh, student loan, even with me being in the service and I haven't paid none of that shit in over 10 years. cuz I keep hoping that they're going to give free college education to everybody and they'll just kind of write that shit off. Yeah, I'm holding out hope, but uh it ain't happened yet, but I'm still I ain't finna pay that shit.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I ain't paying it. I done no. did no. enough. I ain't paying it. Whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, Biden like Biden's trying to push through uh you know just two free years of community college. It's like good i'm not it's
1: still it, more than any other president has done so far it it's certainly something but like didn't eh. get
2: passed on the first pass through they're trying to push it through now just like in budget reconciliation we'll see we'll see <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, i mean the thing that scares me about biden is like if it doesn't happen on the first or second try i'm almost scared he's gonna forget it because yeah. half the time he's <laughs> up there, like he's high Whenever he's talking, I'm like, what is Biden talking? Does he even know what he's talking about? So I
1: mean, you say that like I would not also be high as fuck at every press conference yeah, if, I, if I were
0: president. I, Chris, I feel like you at least know what you're talking about. Yeah, Biden funny. kind of feels like he's got kind of up there winging it. Like, I thought about some shit this morning after I got through hitting the bowl. And now mm-hmm. I'm just here in front of people just winging it, coming up with some stuff. And yeah. if I just say it for a couple of weeks, maybe people forget and I can move on to something else. And people are like, what about the shit you were talking about two weeks ago? I don't think he's going to remember. So we need to get that shit passed. Yeah, Eric, didn't, didn't, didn't we, we really learn positive. with the last president that
1: every president just gets their own free open mic, like, every day? <laughs> like, that's it's 100% what you get. I've learned that in the last six years. That's that's all I've seen. Every morning they get up in front of a bunch of cameras and say a bunch of dumb shit, just like I do. And they're probably just as high as I am. It's the same shit. I like I like Biden's
2: move and you you guys could can pick this up. Biden's move where he like he just comes in real close and he whispers at you, Hey, hey Jack, we're gonna hey, come on, it's hey now. Hey, I'm
0: just like uh huh. Right. I mean it's kind of creepy though, because it kind of like it's he's so the guy be behind you and give you the reach around. And you're like, Are you touching my ass? And he'd be like, <laughs> I'm not touching your ass. I'm really not. But I feel you D on my, my butt. <laughs> it's like, what's going on around here? <laughs> oh, Biden, you know. They said he's a ladies' man, so, you know, who knows? I don't know.
2: Oh, it's so When he sniffs the hair,
1: oh, man.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place, but out in public, in front of cameras, without consent, none of that is the time or the place.
0: Hey, oh, man, hair? I don't think so. Hey, man. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we're probably going to have The Rock next so as president, so at least we'll have one. The one more step hour. towards
1: idiocracy.
0: Oh, man. America yeah. in a nutshell, people.
1: Yeah. We're Dwayne, to hell fast.
2: Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Terry Cruz, <laughs> 2024. Let's go. Can you smell what the president is cooking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least the press conferences will get cooler. Like, right. I'm almost on board now.
0: You're gonna have a lot of women throwing panties at the presidential uh debates. I can see cool. that happening already. <laughs> you know, I can just imagine
2: imagine like Mitch McConnell just standing there, like, well, we're not gonna do this. And then, like I mean, RIP Jerry the King Lawler, but it's like,
0: it's the rock with the steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that one time just in the oh. Senate. Somebody just come through and clean house.
1: You oh, didn't pass yes. what
0: bill? Boom. Body slam. Do you have humanity?
2: Sweet chin music. It's the people's elbow. Then the people's... Anyway, sorry. Yeah,
1: as we digress. (laughs) Frequently. Welcome to everything and nothing. It's it's right there. (laughs) Oh, man. We really only have... Oh, what? No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. We really only have like one... uh, uh, I don't even know what they're called segment. Thank you. I'm gonna keep drinking. Um, we only have one segment on this show and it's called the mental health check-in. Ah. And it's really just, you know, tapping into how you've been lately. You know, we we're uh, coming towards the end of the soft apocalypse. Maybe. How are you uh, maintaining? And if you're not, how are you?
0: <laughs> Man, it's been a Challenge. My main thing, the reason why it's been a challenge for me is because I started a new job and I'm not allowed to smoke weed anymore. And that has been my whole reason for being able to get through all of this stuff, because my mind is always active. And so weed just helps me put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been like, you know what I'm saying, a Jehovah Witness on Christmas. Like, I cannot partake or participate in anything and I'm looking at you guys, I'm like, oh, that's that's what's depressing to me is when I see everybody having fun smoking, I get depressed because I can't. So it's like, Aww. oh, it's crazy. <laughs> so I'm drinking a lot more now is basically what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Sign up for an AA meeting in advance, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what's going on with me. But uh, everything's good, man. It's good. Right on. What's your new job,
2: if I may ask?
0: Well, you know, I'm an electrician apprentice, so I went from a non-union situation to a union situation, and they're, like, worse than the government when it comes to these particular things, which is asinine because we're in a green state, and it doesn't make any damn sense Yeah, that, you know, you're in a state where things are legal, but in order for you to... Like, I wouldn't come to work high. At all, but no more than anybody else would come to work drunk at right. all. So, I don't see what the difference is, but I got to pay some bills until I hit it big on this comedy shit, so got to do what I got to do.
1: Man, I used to uh, basically be an electrician's apprentice. We did plumbing, heating, and electrical, did some siding. I mean, really, it was us running whatever the fuck we could out of this dude's garage with whatever truck we could get running that day. (laughs) Right. And that lasted me like a good year. But, like, I had a day where I slept for six hours of that 10 hour work day and I got paid eight grand at the end of the day. It was fucking great. I miss doing that shit sometimes.
0: <laughs> a win, man. It's a it's a win. You had your days too, but um, you know, I think just the way everything is moving now with the economy and uh the aliens on their way and um, yep. you know computers taking over people's jobs and stuff, you know, you gotta have some type of skill set that's gonna keep it going. So Get you a trade, learn comedy, keep people laughing. I think you're gonna be okay.
1: Hell yeah, Charlie. What trade do we have? Do you have one already under your belt, or, or do we need to get you one?
2: A trade? Yeah. I mean, besides cooking, no, I don't. I don't really have a trade.
1: I mean, to be fair, I, I feel like any society is gonna need a chef, so you're probably said. <sighs> I mean, facts. yeah,
2: yes and facts. no, because like we're gonna need people to design these meals in the in the future. But we already have robots that can cook burgers and and you know saute pans and stuff. You know, it's in the end a lot of the cooking stuff is is literally just robotic. It's just goes in, wait a certain amount of time, comes out. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It, is it going to be cheaper for them to automate all these people's jobs? No. Like <laughs> it, it, it's going to be cheaper to just hire a bunch of sixteen year old kids to come in to do it for us. But uh I don't know. We'll we'll see. I doubt McMenamin's is gonna is gonna move in that direction, but um yeah, I, I should I should learn something.
0: No, I think <laughs> chefing is good, man. People are always gonna like the quality food for somebody that looks and feels like them. I mean, a robot is only gonna be able to do so much when it comes to a taste test. That's so. true
2: yeah i've been i've been thinking about like i've always thought about this like it'd be so cool to be like a personal chef just like you know come to someone's home make them dinner go home (laughs) you know walk walk out with money in my pocket um yeah
1: do like catering jobs and shit
2: yeah catering would be cool um but then you need you know you need like a commissary kitchen and that kind of thing um I've been trying to learn photography. That's, that's why I've been doing that. Uh, you know, cause people need portraits taken people, you know, so there's something, it's something that not everybody could do themselves and, you know, artistic flair, you know, takes it up that little bit of notch, you know, little notch and kind of makes things exciting and gets people more visible. So like, the idea is that you're good enough as an artist if, as a photographer that you're kind of drawing people in because people are like oh i want to look like that i want to look cool you know i want to have these cool images and the more i've been doing it the more it's like well people the, despite what people might think about themselves or because or, my mom doesn't like pictures of herself now because she's over 50. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> well i still want to have these memories you know and people should want to remember how they looked when they were younger i would think
1: but see here's what's always. dumb i i think there are maybe 12 pictures of me like growing up that exist and like right. that's it and i don't i don't ever remember to take pictures of things like as they're happening this is why my facebook picture is the same as 2 years ago because <laughs> i haven't taken a new picture since like <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's something I'm missing in the way people connect um, that because of how I grew up, uh, I, I just don't have whatever that is that makes it to where, oh, having pictures of this means memories. And I'm like, no, I just remember things as long as I can until the fog clears them away. <laughs> and that's just all you have. I don't understand. No, I was. I think I told you when
2: I went out to see my family uh, for Mother's Day. I think uh, my grandma had been, has been taking pictures of the family consistently since the eighties, you know? <laughs> so she just had boxes and boxes filled with just random photos. Uh, just like my 13th birthday party. We went to corn maze, just like kids I hadn't seen since middle school or high school. Just like, Oh, I forgot they were even there. That's wild. Like, uh yeah it's crazy so to have something to kind of look back to and like and even just going through my facebook photos and luckily my dad has a ton of photos of me when i was very young so it's a lot of very early things that i don't even remember but i have something to connect to it's pictures of me with my great grandparents uh i was like that's nice i'm gonna have that forever to remember (laughs)
0: I mean, pictures are an interesting thing, especially if you catch some of those moments when you look back, it's like, oh, I remember that. Or I don't remember that. And it kind of brings something to memory um, that you didn't have. I remember one time, it's the worst photo that I have as a kid. And I'm putting this out here on social media, never to repeat again. (laughs) But I think I was maybe seven or eight years old. Most of my cousins are girls. And so I always spent a lot of time around the females and growing up. And just naturally, we were all taking the picture. And I don't know why, but I'm standing there in this picture at seven years old, around about five or six of my girl cousins. And of course, naturally, they all have their hand on their hip. And of course, me as a seven or eight-year-old has my hand on my hip, posing just like the rest of them. You thought would it would be foreshadowing. It wasn't. But every time I have to go home to a family reunion or something, I get with my cousin. They always want to bring this picture out. And I'm like, can we burn this already? Can we just let it ride? I mean, it's 40 years old, people. I was seven, hanging around a bunch of girls. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just posing like the rest of you. But it was so cute and innocent. Yeah. Right. There I, it is. Saying, I bet it's fucking adorable. It's fucking weird when you look at it as a grown-ass man. Like, dude, what was <laughs> I What was I really doing? You know what I'm saying? But I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're just going to copy the shit that you see. You were existing in the moment. I was existing in the moment. I had my ma- hand on my imagination, hanging out with my girl cousins. I was being one of the girls. That's all it was. I was being yeah. one of the girls. I, I had
2: two girl cousins and... uh Yeah, we go over to their house and they had like this really. I'm gonna say it's a really cool dollhouse. It had like a light switch; you turn the light on in the kitchen. I was like, "This is cool. I like like uh, you know." And I had like they had Barbies, and I'd bring like Lego over, so I had like my Lego guys in
1: the in the house. Like, it's fun, whatever. Be a kid. Yeah, I mean, I had three little sisters, and they had way more toys than I ever did. So, like, fuck it. I'm mean, gonna check this shit Rock out. out I mean, why not?
2: <laughs> 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 My cousins had the the walking Barbie horse, so Barbie could actually like <laughs> ride this horse. Like <laughs> that's cool. I never had like a walking horse. We had the-,
0: the thing about it though is you guys have those memories in your head. I had this shit immortalized in the picture, man. It's like, if they really yeah. want to blackmail me one day, that's what I'm worried about getting big. That's probably why I haven't been successful yet, because I'm scared that whenever I make it, they're going to pull out this pic like, hmm, what's going on here?
1: So what my family has is a video of, uh, well, I guess they'd really have two, two solid ones to try and embarrass me here. The first one was my first haircut ever, because I know that this is pretty sad. But when I was, like, eight, I had never had my hair cut before, and it was down to, like, my calves. (laughs) And now it was platinum blonde, straight, beautiful, very German fucking engineered hair, okay? (laughs) And it looks like I thought it was one of my sister's friends (laughs) getting their hair cut. I couldn't figure out why they were crying until... (laughs) the chair had been turned enough, you can clearly see that it is my face and I am sobbing through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this is, yep, this is going to haunt me someday. Cool, <laughs> cool. And then uh the other one is, um, my friend had gotten me to go into the slingshot, which is where they put you in like a chicken basket attached to two rubber bands and they launch you into the air real quick uh, and they pretend it's fun. And... Um, <clears throat> Lynn had got me drunk enough that I decided to go on it with her and she made sure to get the video. Cause as we go up, I immediately terrified. I've been run over before, right? So oh. when the basket tips forward, my brain goes to a very scary place and I'm watching that... the ground come at me again. And I apparently just black out and i would go flop. And that lasts oh. until we hit the bottom of the arc and that shakes me back awake. And you watch me wake up, roll right into terror again as the basket comes back up and tips again. And I just black out from fear again, just flop again. And that happens like two or three more times.
0: (laughs) Bro, oh my God. Yeah, that's, you need to get that tape, bro. You need to get that tape. There are five <laughs> copies of that tape. I will never
1: be able to truly destroy it. It is it is my family's horcrux. crux. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen clips like that on YouTube. So yeah.
2: That's that's just content, Chris. Come on. <laughs> 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 Hold it out <down> on me. <sighs> Damn, yeah, there's pictures of me like uh in a two-two. Uh, a few a few pictures of me in a tutu. I don't remember. My mom had a preschool, so there's a bunch of just kids running around, and she had a bunch of, like, play clothes that we'd, like, dress up in, and there was just one tutu, and at the time, it fit me, and I would just run around, and there's there's a picture of me, and I, I have two sticks, because a lot of pictures of me as a baby, I have two sticks I'm holding, and I'm usually hitting on things what do you know
1: they knew you were gonna be a drummer early huh (laughs) oh
2: they were sure of it they were really positive uh but there's yeah there's pictures of me in a tutu with the two sticks running
0: around so apparently we've all been at least gay for about 15 years um trying to figure out cis trans with some pro tendencies here yeah Yeah, here's the
1: thing i've i've tried because you know i was in college fuck it um (laughs) Did you go to college with Brent? No. (laughs) Uh, But like, I had a dude full on sucking me and like could not get hard. And I was like, oh, well, guess this isn't for me.
0: (laughs) At least you tried it, I guess. I never had the balls to go there, but.
1: (laughs) Look, you don't know until you know. Science experiments
0: are important. Okay. It's the only way to get reliable data. I hear you, man. I hear you. (laughs) These are facts. Get the data, form a hypothesis, the whole nine. some of that I remember in high school, scientific (laughs) method. Make an observation. There you go, observation. There you go. Got to test your data.
1: I mean, the third time people started questioning, you know. (laughs)
2: But yeah, but at that point, it's experiment. just fun. You just, you know, you got, now you got a new friend,
1: you know. I made three new friends. Oh.
0: My buddy, my buddy.
1: Wherever I go,
0: <laughs> he goes to my buddy. Damn it, man. A,
1: have you ever had a moment
0: where your dick literally just told you no for you? Yeah, I did. I did. I had this big booty girl down south. And I was, uh, just out of, um, what was that? Was I in college still? I know I have finished, uh, military. And then I went to class for uh, a couple years while I was down there pursuing my degree. Beautiful, beautiful lady. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And the fact that she was even giving me any time, I was like, okay, okay. So we get down to the moment of truth and, um, uh, Man, I pulled back those covers and there was an ungodly scent that should not have matched with the beautiful face that it was attached to. And my dick literally was like, nah, bruh. Nah, I ain't go do it. And normally he's a soldier, he'll strap up and he'll go where no man has gone before. But at that particular time he was like, nah, I'm not gonna let you do this to me. It's not happening. (laughs) There was an insurgence right at that moment. And and the worst thing about it was that because the encounter went the way it did, she later said that I was scared of her and not man enough to complete the task. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, no, bitch, you were just <laughs> funky. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
1: <sighs> Wait, so you never told her that she had a problem?
0: I was a nice guy back then. I'm not the... I wasn't the only nice guy that I do am is now. Let somebody no. I, I was I think I was in shock that yeah. someone this beautiful could have that. I mean, it smelled like a dead gazelle. You know, I didn't know <laughs> what the hell had died in her. I know it wasn't going to be me or my man. <laughs> and so, uh yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell her. I just made up some excuse like, "Oh man, I'm not feeling well. I got to go make cookies or something. I don't know what I said, but I got the hell up out of there. And that was the whole running story. It was like, I had been pursuing this chick for so long, I'm telling everybody, oh, yeah, this are my smart girl. And then when the moment of truth came down, it was just so unbelievably funky that I could not go through with it. And I'm the guy that's scared. I couldn't complete the task. I was like, ain't this about nothing. <laughs> so I had to eat that one, man. Yeah. I had to eat it. For me, it was uh, in college,
1: there was this chick and like, I don't know about you, but I have things that are uh, essentially checkoffs for bonus points in my head, like red hair bonus points, you know, like no matter what you look like, if you have red hair, you are a better looking version of that than other hair colors in most cases, you know, like just certain and I was like, look, she's she's got a, a lot of things that hit bonus points. If she wants to be here, we're going to give it a shot. And then it was like it was a dictifying force field because I'd be ready to go. And then like as soon as I'd hit a certain radius from the center here. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was so weird. Mind-boggling in the moment to watch it go and then (laughs) I don't think she appreciated the sound effects. Um, but (laughs) But uh I mean, in the end, I just kind of like wound up stuckling with her for a while. And I kind of apologized. I was like, I was like, look, I don't know, you haven't done anything wrong. You're a fine person or whatever. I'm apparently just not in. And
0: then I went and I bought her breakfast. And <laughs> God did not want you to have that pussy that day. Sorry, was not meant for me. No, that's fine. Divine intervention, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I went on, a, went on a date a couple years ago. And we had, like, a fun time planned out. Um, We went out to... Where did we go? Yeah, we went to Hawthorne. Uh, We went to... um, Went to this bar. And we are like, talking about stuff. And she starts getting, like, really deep about her family, which is fine. Uh, She's got, like, family in Ethiopia and Eritrea, um, which is cool. And then, like, I don't know she's talking about. (laughs) she she starts crying about her family and like the stuff that's going on. I'm like, Oh, Oh no. Like that's, this is deep. Like, this is really sad. Like, Oh no. And then, so kind of like we keep going on. We play some mini golf. We're like hanging out.
1: Hang on. Hang on. I think Eric needs a little bit of backstory here. Charlie is a secret British person. So feeling feelings is, is uncommon for him. It's, it's it's really (laughs) a challenge.
2: Uh, (laughs) just you just bury those down i don't know i was and i was trying to be nice and stuff uh and then um, <laughs> so later on that night like uh my buddy invited me out to a party so i'm like hey i'm going to this party if you want to come and we can like maybe have some more fun down there we go down and we kind of party some more and then it's it's really late and i'm like okay uh, i'm just gonna get an uber home and she's like no i'll drive you home i'm like hey i'd live in beaverton at, at the time and uh it's it's really far like i don't expect you to like drive me out there that's like 25 minutes and then you gotta drive yourself back over here she's like no it'll be fine i'm like okay but like i i don't know like i don't really feel comfortable that you coming over right now because like my apartment like i got a roommate i don't know what's going on my apartment apartment's a mess all this stuff so it's fine it's fine and then (laughs) so we get back to my apartment and uh we're like, I'm like, okay, let's just watch a movie, whatever. Like, we'll get you some water so we can like sober you up so you're good to drive and stuff. And uh, she's like, okay, but like, do you want to fuck me though? And I'm like, no, I mean, not re- like I really like you. You <laughs> you seem nice, but just not right now because uh, I don't know. You've seemed a little like emotionally raw and stuff, and I don't know if you. And we've been both drinking a lot. And she, I don't, She's like, do you not think I'm pretty? And she just starts crying again. I'm like, this isn't helping. This, I mean, now I'm like now more <laughs> confused about it. And she starts like taking off her clothes and like crying. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so yeah, wow. I'm like, I'm so happy you to, didn't
0: turn it over and hit it from the back. I, I did. I did not. That.
2: I was, I was like, I'm, I'm more than happy to help with <laughs> any activities you want, but. I will not be participating otherwise, I'm sorry to say and she, <laughs> and then she's like spent the night with me, and I'm like in my shitty bed in my and I'm like why like you could have just gone home and then no I
0: don't anyway it was I don't know, I mean your shitty bed might have been a step up from the hay that she had been sleeping on the previous <laughs> year, so could be yeah could been perfectly fine, and then I mean
1: look sometimes emotionally uh. Uh, assisting yourself in some way is more important than the comfort of the bed you're in. Okay, I mean, we, we it was very nice. We were yeah, like, she did not do it in a very healthy way. That is true, no and more. I hope no, that she, she is in a better seen. place now.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not we, we, dead, uh,
1: but like, <laughs> <laughs> we Damn went on it. one other date, and then
2: uh, and then after like a couple days after that date, she texted me. Is like, I don't think we should see each other or be friends. Bye, and just like blocked me, and I'm like, oh. Okay, you got what you needed, I guess. Like,
0: man, I'm so sorry because that same chick was crying on me, and I got the pussy. So I, (laughs) sorry. No, it's all good.
2: My bad. I'm I'm glad she found someone who could help her. Like, (laughs) I was
0: very sympathetic to her cause. I I really
1: was. It was a good cause.
2: (laughs) She was she was very pretty. I I will say that, and maybe I didn't say that at the time. So, (laughs) I if you're out there, I'm sorry. I won't say your name on the on the for real this time. I won't say it on the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> we do that a few times. But no, she she was really nice. But uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, such a gentleman. Such a gentleman. <laughs> He's a good guy. He is good people. I try. He's a good guy. I'm going I let him move in. What's your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: uh, I mean, people people say that like oh girls always go for assholes. They, they don't want like a nice guy. It's like, stop, stop being
1: such a dick. Like,
2: I don't, you're not being a nice
1: guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get, I was, I was a nice guy for like a long time. I have, I have apologized to all of the people who have had to deal with that version of me already. Uh, but yeah, high school Chris was a fucking monster. Uh, and I, I don't like that dude. Uh, but I'm glad that we're in a better place now.
0: <laughs> Man, I have analyzed that with my own self. And I honestly, it, I'm coming up with a struggle on it because when I really think about it, you know, I'm a retired player. You know what I'm saying? I, I've had a lot of points on the board. I, I didn't live my life to the fullest. Um, but I tried this whole nice guy thing and it doesn't quite resonate the same as in my bad boy years. Um, I definitely got a lot more attention and a lot more fun. Just kind of not giving a fuck. And I don't know how to really quantify why it is that way. Um, oh, because uh, people are broken. Uh, well, I- <laughs> the, the thing is,
2: when you're being a nice guy, you might be like being nice about it, but you're not being like authentic. And I I feel like if you, if you approach a woman you're like, this is who I am and I'm being totally honest and like forthright. And I, this this is coming from me. I am not. I cannot do that. I ha, I have real trouble doing that. But I can say it because I, I can see it. But um, yeah. I think then you're gonna get like a more genuine response. Like, oh, this guy, this guy's just living his life, and he is like just there. He is fully formed. You know. He, and I'm. It's like you get unless you're living in the moment, you kind of get caught up in like, okay, what's gonna happen, and then you start being like trying to like. I I turn into a people pleaser. I'm just like, all right, what do you want? What do you want to do? Let's let's
0: do something. That 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 doesn't work. (laughs) So. My MVP years was when I was just like, Hey, you know, you get Monday, Thursday, you got Tuesday, Wednesday, the other chick got Sunday and Saturday. You know what I'm saying? It was, and everybody was cool with it, but now I try to be cognizant of their feelings and lie to them. And, not tell them the truth and try to spare them. Wait a minute. It doesn't quite work <laughs> the same, you know, as just saying, hey. I know. don't.
2: I, see, again, Chris, I mean, being nice and being a nice guy to like being a, not, the nice thing to do would be honest with people and tell them exactly what you're feeling and what's going on. And then like, <laughs> you know, if you heard their feelings, you apologize. Whereas like then if you on the so, apology, Exactly. So, like, when you, when you say you've got like, you know, three different, you know, partners or whatever, and if everybody's like on board and honest about it, then yeah, why shouldn't like
1: if everybody's cool? It's cool. Yeah. That is the nice thing to do is to be upfront about it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. But that's why you were getting more in your MVP years because you were doing it right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's possible. You know what I'm saying? I, I won't disagree or or argue that point i mean it makes sense it felt more natural to me but you know in this day and age where mental health is such a big deal and you try to really meet people where they're at and not take them on a trip um you try you find yourself cognizant of these things and so you try to be a little more cautious about uh taking them down that road um but i get it You know, I I think some authenticity is probably the best way to always be. I could definitely, uh, co-sign with that.
1: If only I I could be authentic on
0: stage. (laughs) Oh, you are, you are, you are. Trust me. I, I don't think, um, we're really doing comedy. If, if you're not having those rough days where you're doubting your life and existence in this world, um, to me is when I have those nights is when I know, okay, I'm actually, I'm doing comedy because if it's just a home run every time, then I'm going to take it for granted and not really work at it. And and so you got to have those moments of uncomfort and and nakedness to feel like, okay, I'm really pushing or I'm really growing or, you know, this is a lane that I need to be in because yeah, I, I gave it up two or three times in the last year. You know, it's like, oh man, fuck this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got better shit to do. But it's in those moments where I'm like, nah, I'm not a quitter. We'll <laughs> hang in there. You know what I'm saying? Ball till I fall.
2: Yeah, I've been uh, trying to get out. There's the open jam on Tuesday nights at the Big Legrowski uh downtown. And uh so I've been getting out and, and playing, and I've noticed like so uh kind of wasn't playing for like a year and a half um and so now like when i go like and the last time i was playing i should say i was like in a band and and um so you're you're constantly playing the same music and you're in a group of people so i didn't really notice like a, a lot of growth in my own performance you know i was just kind of doing the same thing over and over again i i you know mechanically i think i was getting a little bit better but now, like going down and seeing other people play, and before when I was a kid, like when I was in high school and stuff, and I would see other people play, I would automatically be in like a competitive mindset about it, like oh I play better than him. It's like now, now i like I watch someone play. I'm like, oh that's interesting. Like okay, cool. And and if and if it is someone who is like not as good, and I I can say like that guy's not as good as me. It's I was like, but he's learning and he's coming out to this jam and, and doing it in front of people every week because he wants to learn. So it becomes way much, way more about me than like trying to compare myself to everybody else because I'm like insecure about it. So it's like the one thing, maybe the one thing in my life I'm not super insecure about. It's like, oh, you know, I know how to play drums and, and you know, I have quirks and I have my own style, but... Every time I go down, people are like, Oh, dude, you can play. You can actually play. And I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> That's gone. That's great. I'm like, I would hope so. You put a lot of time into the drums. I I really <laughs> I always forget how much time, like 18 <laughs> years of time, but yeah.
0: Now, a um, little known fact is that I played trombone and played in the jazz band for a lot of years coming oh, hell, up. Hell yeah. Uh I put my horn down several years ago and I remember guys always asking me when they're trying to put bands together, like, you still play? You still play? And uh, I don't know if my lips can handle it now. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're pretty thick and big, but they don't have the same vibrations going through to push the notes out, I don't think, just because I haven't practiced in a long time. But I missed it. I missed yeah. it. It was, it was pretty
2: fun stuff. Every every week, it's like different random people show up. And at the end of this last uh, on Tuesday like right at the end last song this guy shows up with he's got a flute case and he's got a trombone case and he starts just ripping on a trombone for the last song and I'm just like what and everybody's like what's going on we all run out we're like looking at this, who's this band what just happened like <laughs> whoa it just changes the whole vibe man like uh, Fred Wesley and the Horny Horns just anytime they're on a track I'm just like oh yeah there you go
0: let's see the backstory with me on that is that uh, when I first started out playing instruments in elementary schools like 5th grade and I wanted to play the saxophone but back then they only had like 4 saxophones so 4 people had already took the saxophone and the only instrument that was really left for me to play was the flute or the trombone Chess was not going to do the flute I had already told you about me <laughs> posing in the pic with my cousins so flute was not going to happen So I got the trombone, but the funny thing about it is that the trombone case actually looks like a long dick when you put it in the trombone case. And so I only really wanted to have it so I could carry the trombone case on the bus and put it up to my dick and look like I had this big extended dick. It's the only reason I started playing it, you know, to begin with, but I actually ended up being pretty good, placed in state, and you know, like I said, when I'm playing some different bands and stuff, but... It's to be the funniest thing because I played all type of sports, so I'd be the one dude at halftime of the football game that to take off his helmet and still have his pads and jersey on, and I'd be marching in the marching band with my freaking football uniform on, <laughs> playing the trombone. And then once we got through with our marching set, then I go put my pads back on and my helmet and finish the rest of the game. So
1: it's <laughs> dumb. You work in overtime at your own football game? I would fucking throw something. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Those were the times, man. Those were. The I guess times. I used to have the energy for that kind of shit. <laughs> hey, look, man. I used to tell people all the time. They didn't know. Some of the biggest freaks were in the band. I, oh. I got oh, a whole yes. lot of plays. That is true. Band I was the band. in choir. <laughs> and my guys would be like, how did you pull that? I was like, man, she plays the freaking clarinet. You know what I'm saying? She's awesome. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's
1: it's really true. <laughs> Saxophone players I'll tell you that. I one time got to run into uh, a lady who was in band, uh, who I had had some fun with in high school, and then we ran into each other uh, after I had failed college and I was uh, trying to do comedy in Alaska. Um, and so when I was at the open mic there, I ran into her, and sure enough, she. Uh, she tore my pants uh, that night, like <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> so th- it's not like it stops once they're not in band anymore. Oh no, oh they're no. they're just great people for forever. Is my <laughs> point. I just wanted you to know that. So you know, if you if you have people you haven't reached out to in a while, you know, check on them. It might be good for you.
2: It's because these people are people who practice. You know, so they they spend long time in a room by themselves with their own thoughts <laughs> i think that just leads you know idle hands and all that devil's play thing so that
0: one time at band camp <laughs> <laughs> yeah my 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 <sighs> we we'll write a book one day be interesting Dumb shit I've done. <laughs> Facts. Freaking shit I've done. Fact number
1: two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, at one point, got caught. Um, okay. So, growing up, my dad tried to tell me that rules had been instituted at the high school I was going to because of things he had done during his time there. <laughs> and I did not believe that for a while. And then I went to college and uh, I did some things. Uh, I was technically a whore, um, but I was getting paid in Subway. So it's difficult to tell where that comes in on the taxes. And it's um, <laughs> a write-off at least. <laughs> I mean, I feel for somebody, I think for them though, not for me. And so I don't, I don't Oops. think it works out for me. Um <laughs> But during this time, nope, I have uh, I got too stoned before I started this. What were we talking about before I started this adventure? <laughs>
2: uh, Mancat. Ru- rules, rules that you're, were set in place because of your dad at high school. And then- Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, during my time there, I met a lady who started my whoredom, because um, she then told her friends what had happened, and then they started showing up at my dorm, and then that was great. Um now, we got caught in the women's bathroom. Uh,
2: <laughs> My it guess.
1: was like three in the morning on a Monday. We figured everyone else would be asleep. Admittedly, we did not need to take two hours doing all the things we were doing in a communal bathroom. So, you know, a little bit of blame on everybody's part. But what I remember... <laughs> Is getting out of the shower and going, man, what time is it? And then a voice I recognize outside the stall answers, what, 2.47 a.m. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no, we got to go. We got to go. Somebody knows who I am. Because <laughs> you were not supposed to be in that bathroom with a woman. Um, and so then uh, I came back a couple of years later and I found out that there are now rules uh, that state that you just can't have a dude stay over at your dorm at all anymore. There is no... <laughs> And and I was like, one of the uh, uh, desk people who like checks you in and out was there when I had been there. And I was looking at this rule and I look at her and she goes, oh yeah. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're the guy. So I'm sorry, UAF, uh, for the stricter (laughs) policies. (laughs) Should have been there before me. That's all I can say. (laughs) Should have been born sooner. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. <laughs> Which is apparently a family tradition now. <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> to
1: ruin an institution.
0: <laughs> With well, a last name like Cox. I mean, you're supposed to, you know. Here's the best part. Off,
1: he's my stepdad, so his last name is Hollins. <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs>
1: this This is energy transference. This is an right, even blood. Right. <laughs> Rubber. Off on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was my father. Um <clears throat> uh, What? What? <laughs> father was not good people. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a dad. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm in therapy for a lot of reasons, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh, Man, what have you been up to lately? Like, are you on any shows coming up? Have you been on any shows recently, in fact?
0: Oh, man. Uh, My line has been blowing up here lately. Actually, it's been a good time. Uh, I'm getting ready for Portland Funniest uh, Helium coming up on July 28th. Uh, Looking forward to that competition. Hopefully, uh, I can make some noise over there. Hell yeah. Um, Got a comedy show coming up on um, August 4th. Um, That's going to be at the Star Theater downtown. Um, I don't know the uh, promoter's name and and title of it. Um, And then I got a couple of gigs coming up on the 27th and the 26th. So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, branch out, network a little bit more. Um, I entered a couple of festivals, I hadn't heard anything back from those guys uh, out of town, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and another one in North Carolina. Um, but I haven't heard any word back on those gigs yet. But um, it's been a fun time, man, really just trying to hone in on the skill set. Um, everything I've done, man, has been freestyle. I never really write anything down, just kind of go with feelings and I'm feeling that night. If something lands, then I try to remember it for the next time. And um, that's worked in some cases. In other cases, not so much because I'll say something funny. I'm like, dang, how did I put that last time? Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to the show here, Eric. Uh, honestly, where can people find you online?
0: Man, you can find me on IG at E-Island7. I'm on Facebook, uh, Eric L. Island. Um, again, um, find me at different comedy spots around town. July 28th, I'm at Helium Comedy Club. Um, August 4th, I'll be at the Star Theater downtown. You can always find me on Tuesday nights at East Side Bar and Grill on uh, 82nd Avenue. And uh, I'm out here, man. Um, like I said, you might see a couple films or commercials come through. I'm trying to just get it how I live. So uh, look for me. I'll look for you and uh, <laughs> be out here. Hell yeah thanks again man you have a good night all right you too man charlie take it easy bro have a good one all right man later
2: and there you go another uh another episode we Dunzo. done did it we did uh chris did we learn anything
1: Uh, we learned that no one really remembers the scientific method but we're all close enough Um, (laughs) I I think we can now be fairly confident that you never really know something until you've tested it to the fullest Uh, and we definitely learned that um, um, face fucking robots make a glock 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 sound (laughs) i think think those are the main things grinding of the
2: gears this is the grinding of the gears that gets to me oh anyway (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right well big special thank you to our guest eric island for being here uh and as you heard you can find them all over town lately and you can find them on the internet
1: as well instagram eric l island as well as on facebook eric l island there you go i
2: forgot so thank you chris uh we are also on facebook instagram uh twitter uh patreon all kinds of places um and on spotify and apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcast uh and of course we're on shady pines radio
1: (laughs) from 11 from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every morning. Thursday morning.
2: <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that's about it, I think.
1: Anything else? Uh, no. I don't, I don't think so. We, okay. don't, we, don't, we don't know how this ends, guys. We've never known how to say goodbye. We just can't fucking quit you.
2: I wish. All right. Uh, we're out. <laughs> Shady Eyes Radio. radio.